Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a conversation that combines my 30 plus years of experience with the expertise of my guests. And trust me, all of them will amaze you. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision. So, my guests and I are charged with answering one thing for you knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So enjoy the listen as we conversate for your growth. All right, so thank you for tuning in to our motivational moments today on Sales Hindsights. And we're going to dig into the topic of handling sales objections. And listen, you may find that you have a very unique objection that gives you trouble. What I want you to do is go to pksolutionsgroup.com. Set up some time with me. Let's take 45 minutes and let's carve out some really strategic ways to handle whatever gives you trouble in terms of handling objections. So what I want to do is break objections into two categories. They're either true objections to what you're offering as a sales professional or they're false. And you have to look at the objection the right way. So some folks look at objections as hurdles or things that stop you in the progress or actually things you have to answer. And you have to change that mindset and turn an objection into a buying signal. Someone shows interest in buying what you have and there's just more that you need to uncover or solve. Now we're going to dig into price as an objection because honestly, that's the most common objection. It definitely becomes a stopping point for salespeople and a stopping point for the buying part of the equation. And it comes up quite often when I'm consulting uh, that it's hard to get around the idea of, of the price objection. So a couple of things. Number one is if you're not good at handling price objections, you've got to find a way to get good at handling price objections because it's the most common. And if you find that your only solution is to lower your price or divide your price over a period of time and have installment payments, then you're putting yourself in a really bad position with your company and with your customer, with your company. If you do that, if you choose that route, that becomes a pattern And I'm telling you that artificial intelligence will replace you. You're not doing what a salesperson is paid to do. A salesperson is paid to be a creative problem solver and to be very steady in the face of objections, especially something like price, because it is the most common. But since it is the most common, there are many, many strategies and tactics to handle that. The other thing when you lower your price with your customer is you're telling your customer a lot about you as a salesperson and you as a company. In many ways, you're telling the customer you are dishonest with your first approach. Have you heard about the great disparity in the world of sales? A sales effectiveness survey this year asked salespeople if their sales approach set them apart from their competition. And not surprisingly, over 80% of sales answered yes. The real surprise came from their clients who said 97% of the salespeople do not set themselves apart. The customer is always right, stings a little bit after hearing that. Here's the upside. In my book, Sell the Difference, in the first 32 pages of the book, I provide a super clear illustration of how to fix this. 
And that same survey found that for every dollar invested in sales development, there's a $4.53 return on that investment. So if sales are not where they need to be, then get yourself a hardcover or audiobook copy of my book, Sell the Difference, at pksolutionsgroup.com. If we can fix the disparity in 32 pages, imagine what the rest of the book will do for you. Now let's get back to the conversation. You actually have room to give them more money back. And if that's the case, then just go in with your best price. Don't don't do something like that because you don't want the dishonest feeling with the customer. And you have to ask yourself, even if they bought from you this one time, how will they deal with you in the future if they even deal with you in the future? So you have to get good at handling objections and handling price. And you have to learn to do something different, different than what you instinctively want to do, which is lower the price and different than what your competition does. Now, qualifying helps quite a bit early in the process. And by qualifying, I mean that you're literally clearing the path, clear understanding of what you need to do to get business from that client and what that client needs from you to give you that business. It always works well to ask for help. So you could say to the customer very early in the process, help me out. I have some solutions I'm going to show you that will save you overall costs in your overall system. How do you go about buying things here? So you start with asking for help and they will help you. And you're telling them, I'm going to show you solutions that save you overall costs in your overall system. Overall cost of a system is different than price of a product. So if you want to handle the price objection, understand that when a customer gives you a price objection, when price is brought into play, it's viewed as the end of the process. So this is where I'm going to emphasize over and over again that in the case of presenting solutions, direction is more important than speed. Don't be in a rush to get to the price presentation until you've gotten buy-in from your customer that there's solutions that they see that you're presenting. So let's get into price a little bit. Okay, let's say they tell you your price is too high or I can't afford your solution. Option one is it is a true objection. They can't afford what you're proposing. And you need to clarify if it's a true or false objection. Here's a way I would like to have you try. When someone says, I can't afford what you're proposing or this price is too high, ask this question. So you like this solution, you just need to spend less money on it. Is that correct? I'll say that again. So you like this solution, you just need to spend less money on it. Is that correct? If they say, yes, that's exactly, I like this solution, I just need to spend less money. Then you can work on creative ways to find a way to get them to that price point. If they say anything other than, yes, that's correct, it's a false objection. They might say, well, no, no, I'm not saying I like that solution. I'm just saying it, it costs too much. Well, that that's not saying you have a solution that solves a problem. So if it's false, that nine times out of 10 is going to arise when the salesperson has not truly identified and gotten buy-in from the buying side of the table that the cost of their current system creates pain, is costly, and will go away with what they have as a value-based solution. So when that false objection comes up, I can't afford what you're proposing. And I say, 
So you like this solution. You just need to spend less on it. Is that correct? No, no, Pat, that's not correct. I'm really not sure if this is even a solution for me. That tells me I walked into a false objection that I think is priced, but they haven't really seen the solution in this. So I need to do what I call creating space and slow the process down. Don't get to that price. Don't try to get to air quotes, the close. I would suggest you would say something like this. You know, this conversation has been beneficial. I've got some ideas that may significantly impact not just the price of this product, but the entire cost of your system. Would you be interested in seeing those? Now, if they say yes, that's good. That gives you time. And then you need to reopen the discussion. And the, the key with price is to, is to openly and clearly communicate the cost of the entire system the way it exists today. And that it's more costly than you believe. Think of it as the price is the tip of the iceberg, the cost of the system. So the price of the product is very insignificant. The cost of using that product, the cost of the system, is significantly more. And so that's two ways you could handle if price is a true or false objection, keeping in mind that you need to kind of slow down this whole presentation process, keeping in mind that direction is more important than speed. If you want to get better at handling price, or you have a very unique or tricky objection that stumps you almost all the time, then just go to pksolutionsgroup.com. I've got a section of my website in the consulting area where you can set up 45 minutes and you can have that time dedicated to just customizing answers to the objections you face every day. I know this has been helpful because objections are part of your everyday, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. So that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed participating in it. Every person, every business needs some help. Take the first step in your own world. Go to the show description, use the link to my calendar, and set up your own one-on-one time with me or go to pksolutionsgroup.com for all your bonus resources. We all have choices, and I'm here waiting when you finally choose a different way, a better way. Until then, let me leave you with some wisdom from one of my favorite musical groups, Rascal Flats. Simply put, my wish for you is that your life becomes all that you want it to be.